Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com and author of Black America Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book One, 2010. This is where Chicago's Black Business Network members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the Blog Talk Radio audience, and the world. These discussions can be political, musical, or entertaining. They can be serious or fun. Tell us what's on your mind tonight. Our caller number is 347-326-9477. We're here every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. at www.blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn. We look forward to you joining us for our special job broadcast and also for our upcoming specials on jobs, training, and services for you. Right after CBBN on Blog Talk Radio tonight is the Consumer Show with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. This is where Mr. McNeil will answer your questions about real estate, business, consumer protection rights, and your political and legal questions. Also join us every Thursday evening right here for Black Wall Street USA. We're here on Thursday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and we invite you to be part of sustaining and increasing black businesses across the country. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wamuna nyangwa mo 
Wonderful, wonderful. Welcome to Chicago's Black Business Network dot com on Blog Talk Radio for Tuesday, March first, twenty eleven. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of CBBN, author of Black America Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book One Twenty Ten, and your host for this evening's show. Yes, it feels like the year is already moving fast, doesn't it? March the first. And for me, I think it's more important, most important, not to let the month pass away pass away without working on those goals that you've set for the year. You and I both get very overwhelmed. We've got all these tasks to perform every day, family, children, jobs, and we set these huge goals for ourselves, and we find ourselves not feeling that sense of accomplishment when we reach the end of the month, when we fail to reach those goals. So I'm giving this advice to myself as I share it with you, because if you look at my things to do, it's like hundreds of things on there, and uh, I don't have hundreds of employees to do those things, but I keep on setting them and I keep on completing them, and I do the best that I can. So like I said, I'm giving this advice to you as I give it to myself. Take little bitty steps on your way to fulfilling very specific goals. And believe me, I'm not saying not to have big dreams. Dream huge. Have the biggest vision that you can have, but don't get a stroke over it. Don't get sick over it. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Um, having a great year. People ask me, how you doing today? And I say phenomenal. And I don't believe before in my life I've been able to say that about the things that are going on, but they keep coming and coming and coming because I'm building on them step by step. How about this? How about taking a huge goal, and I'm going to practice this too, and breaking it down into 10 parts or 10 steps. And as you work through those steps, each time you're getting closer, closer, closer to that goal. Then when you look back over your month at what's been accomplished, you can see progress. And that's a wonderful thing to see because sometimes we set these goals and as you move through them, instead of jumping in, as you move through them, and I'm just sharing my experience, you'll find that that's not really the goal for you. Maybe that's you're not going in the right direction. You're headed down the wrong street. You're taking the wrong path. And uh, if you had took a little bit more care and looked at it a little bit closer, studied it a little bit more thoroughly, 
maybe you would have turned off that path somewhere along to along the line, and maybe on your way to that goal, one of those steps fits best in what your overall experience is or what you're doing for yourself. I'm just going down the road with this because I'm just thinking to myself, I get anxious on the first day of the month as I get anxious on the first day of the year trying to do so many things. But I love, I, I'm a workaholic. I love being creative. I truly, truly believe as I grow older um, that life is about creating and growing. And if you're not creating and growing, then you are basically dead. They call it stagnated, but I call it a living, breathing death. And so I enjoy creation. I enjoy creating. I enjoy bringing uh, ideas from my mind and from the spirit into the physical realm and watching it and seeing it in front of my eyes, what has come out of my head and out of my heart in front of my eyes, taking place in form uh, events where people are there because this is a creation of mine. So I'm having a good time. I'm having a phenomenal year. When I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, it's just going to get better and better and better because it's just things coming from every, 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 every way. And uh, this time, you're listening to Sonya Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. This time slot is normally where Chicago's Black Business Network.com members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the blog talk radio audience, and the world. But we've also added a special jobs broadcast segment, and I'm going to work a little bit harder on my jobs broadcast because I really want to share this information with you. But like I said, I get all overwhelmed. But I want to seek, seek another term for this show instead of jobs. Instead, of, I want to place that word, replace that word jobs because we're going to share information about grants, about creating income, and about jobs, and about scholarships, and about other programs that uh, can assist you. Income is created and shared in all these things, in all these things that we do. So actually the segment can take on a lot of different meanings, um, even with those who are self-employed. And, for example, is your company hiring? Help me out here. Let us know if your company is hiring or if you're hiring, if you're looking for an assistant. Our call number is 347-326-9477, The chat room is open. Yes, I did open up the chat room. Leave your company information, website links in the chat room. That's how we connect. Press the number one if you'd like to speak to a guest. Um, if you have a comment or a question, or if you have a job. And we're going to have one of our CBBN members on the line with us in a little while. He sent over some music, and we look forward to speaking with him. CBBN currently has more than 700 members, and the majority of them are Chicago-based businesses, small businesses, just like yours, just like mine. Our mission, our only mission is to provide you with the connections and information that will take you to the next level of success. That's personal success because we must have our own personal success and business successes. We ask that you come over to the site, visit us, and show your support. Be a part of what we do. 700-plus members strong now. Do you know these people? More importantly, do our members know you? Our thing for the coming year is let's talk about nothing but success in 2011. 
You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Network.com on Blog Talk Radio for Tuesday, March 1st, 2011. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, the founder. Our goal for this season is to share information, and we've got a little something for everyone. First of all, traditionally on our shows from the very beginning, everyone, everyone who listens to our shows knows that Chicago's Black Business Network.com and this show, CBBN on Blog Talk Radio, are dedicated to the memory of Harold Washington, the first black mayor of Chicago. It is our way of giving respect to Mr. Washington's memory and keeping his name and contributions on the minds and in the hearts of our fellow Chicagoans. Harold won the general election on April 12, 1983, with 52% of the vote defeating Bernard Apton, who was the Republican candidate, and Ed Warren, who was the Socialist Workers' Party candidate. And I'm thinking, I'm really trying to plan something very special for the day. I guess my idea is going on uh, in my head, and I'll share them with you next week. But I'm feeling we must celebrate our political history in the city, given the state of the last election. Sad, sad, sad. And that's my only political commentary for this evening, at least. So CBBM members, if you have any idea or how you wish to celebrate, just give me a call. This is CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I call in numbers three four seven three two six. Two things, and we're going to jump right into the jobs and information segment, and then we're going to take a real tiny break, and then we're going to go to RISQ. He's going to tell me every way to pronounce his name, and we're going to listen to something wonderful by him. Two things before we jump in. Following this show at 7.30 p.m. will be the Consumer Show with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. That's where Mr. McNeil will answer your questions about real estate, business law, your consumer protection rights, and your political and legal rights. His guest this evening will be Mark S. Allen. If you know Mark on Facebook, you know who Mark is, a 30-year activist in the Chicagoland area, founder of Illinois' Voter Restoration Project, Illinois Voters Restoration Project, and he is also on the board of Black Wall Street Chicago. This is going to be a great show, so stay tuned. Also, Black Wall Street USA is on the air every Thursday evening from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. with host Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago and publisher of South Street Journal. On the air right here on CBBN, and you can listen at blogtalkradio.com. That's CBBN. Also, I want you to know our shows, both this evening's show and the Black Wall Street USA show, will be rebroadcast rebroadcast on Saturdays at www.wjpcchicago.com where we are excited to know we have hundreds of listeners on Saturdays. That was so exciting to see those numbers. But this Thursday, Thursday is a very special Thursday. You all know the story. In August of 1955, a young man named Emmett Till lost his life in Mississippi in a manner that still sends chills through my body. Every time I think about it, I get, I just feel uh, just this, this sadness that comes over me. Another young man was with him that evening when he was abducted. That evening, 
everyone in that home was in danger. You know that Emmett Till was taken out of that home and murdered for whistling at a white woman. The other cousin who was there that evening is today Reverend Willa Parker. He will be with us Thursday at 7 p.m. So join us for Black Wall Street USA as we talk about our history and our future with host Ron Carter. Because believe me, things have changed, and at the same time, things have not changed. You're listening to Black. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Network. dot com. Now let's talk about jobs. Well, let's talk about one job and one scholarship. Uh, the scholarship that we mentioned, one of them that we mentioned last week. More and more, you're going to find yourself being able to apply online for jobs and in actual retail outlets. For example, if you visit CVS Caremark. You can apply right there in the store. Usually their system is set up somewhere near the checkout counter. Now, CVS has approximately 7,000 locations nationwide, and the turnover is probably tremendous, and you probably know why. Poor work habits, tardiness, days off. When you have thousands and thousands of workers and you're trying to be a success, you have to fire people. People leave. People retire. All these things uh, lead to the fact that such a, a company, a corporation such as that, would always have job openings, always have job openings. Even when companies like that downsize, they always have job openings. Now, um, just going to say a couple of things about poor work habits. Why? 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 Uh, I I give an example of a, a poor work performance. I was in a supermarket, and they had a dining area set up. So when you purchased, after you pur- purchased your food, after you shopped, uh, a lot of people brought them a little something to eat there and brought them a drink, and they wanted to relax after they shopped. Nice nice supermarket set up. Uh, I was in there, and the supervisor asked a young, one of the young workers sitting there at the counter to clean off the counter because it needed to be cleaned. Her response was that she had just cleaned it off two hours ago. My my thought was I'd fire her. But uh, other people say, well, you're there to teach her and train her. At that point, she pretty much should have known it was her job. But, you know, that's my position. That's why we have turnover. That's why we have high turnover in some environments. Uh, not to speak of theft, which can lead you, you know, to some jail time and those type of things. But this is one position I want to share with you that is a position that CVS advertised on their site, and you can probably apply for it uh, in the store also. Pharmacy technician. You must be 18 years of age, but this job is so customer service oriented. If you have a good background in customer service, this can probably be a running start to something bigger. Remember I Talked about taking steps, taking one step at a time, because they don't want you to be board certified. You can get board certified in six months. They want you to get it then. And this doesn't require that you go to one of those medical assistance, pharmacy assistance schools, and go into all that debt to start your career. So take a word. Take a word from the wise sometimes and look before you leap. You can visit CVS at cvs.com slash careers. And please share this information because they're 
There were a lot of uh, job openings on there. Photo lab technician, that's a trainable position. Beauty advisor, that's a trainable position. Uh, crew member, all kinds of things must be done in these type of environments. Shift supervisors. And greeting card specialist was one of the positions that I saw on there. And you know what the required skills are? Quick learner, flexible, independent. That almost fits almost fits everybody. It's something that you can apply uh, for in high school, right out of high school, while you're in college. These are these are things that you could do. You listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio on Sonia Purdue. Before we go to to break and our special music featuring guests, I want to just share this information once again about the Buick Achiever Scholarship. And the reason, one of the reasons that is so important is that we constantly hear this, I don't have enough money to go to college. I don't have enough money to go to school. I can't continue my education. The reason that this is important because they are offering up to 25000 per year for 100 students. And maybe you could be one of those, or maybe you know someone who can be one of those. And they're also offering $2,000 per year for a 1,000 students, okay? Those are books. That's on some of that room and board. That'll help the student travel back home to visit. They haven't been home all year, okay? That'll help that student to travel back home at the end of the year, okay? It'll help. It'll get you through. $2,000, it will get you through. This scholarship funded by the GM Foundation is designed to help students who are leaders in both the classroom and their communities, but who may not have the financial means to attend college. They encourage students to apply who will be enrolling full-time as first-time freshmen at a four-year college and university. Will that take the pressure off your mom and dad? Plan to major in one of the following, science, technology, engineering, math, business administration, finance, marketing, or design. Have an interest in a career in the automotive or related industries. That could mean hundreds of things, related industry. Break down all the components. Well, you don't need to do all of them. The components that go into a car. Related industries could mean a lot of things. We need your help and spreading the word to deserving students. You can find out more information by visiting www.buickachievers.com. Buick, like the car, B-U-I-C-K, Achievers, A-C-H-I-E-V-E-R-S.com. I want to thank you so much, Harley Washington, for providing us with that information. We truly, truly appreciate you. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Network.com on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Purdue, your host for this evening and founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. We want to thank our guests for being so, so patient with us, and we're going to go right now and give you a special treat. We'll be back right after this. They go to Chicago, 
every third Saturday. With my DJ, they turn me on to push push music. So this one day I day down, I try to keep my head down low. But the harder I try, so the more of the artists sing. They like to shine now, yeah. God be done do I'm. They know be quench I'm, yeah. They don't stop, yeah, yeah, yeah. Motivate me, Motivate me, Chicago's Black Business Network on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, your host for this segment. And that was Omar Gold Unloaded. And he's on the line with us, and he's going to help me with all of this. I am so glad that you could join us this evening. Welcome to the show. How are you this evening? I'm doing good. I'm doing really, really good. Uh, great, great. Now you're gonna help me with all of this, all of this. Tell us the name of this song. Uh, the name of the song is "Bury Me Dick." It means I come with my style, my style, my my blend of music. And uh, uh, my business name is uh, Rescue Rangers International, which is affiliated to the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publisher. I am a writer member and a publisher member. And uh, the business started in 2008. Okay. After I came Say here. the name of the company again. It's Rest. 
That's R-E-S-Q. Rescue, Rescue Rangers International. Okay, great. And where are you uh, located at? Uh, Goshen, Indiana. Oh, okay. Yes, Indiana is where we're located at. Oh, well, I guess our family's still thinking of moving to maybe to to Chicago because, yeah, we are devoid of, I don't know, cultural stuff for our kids because I'm from Africa. I came here in 2006. And uh, it's been. Talented. And how did you wind up over there? Where in Indiana are you again? In Goshen, Indiana, in Elkhart, Indiana. The and how did you wind up there? there? Well, my wife. After we got married, we all moved to the state. She was born here. Oh, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. And uh, so you said it's devoid of culture. Uh, uh, yeah, my African culture, African. Oh, culture. okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the the biggest uh, population of people are Caucasian, and the growing population is Hispanic. All over India, uh, Indiana, uh, and possibly India. Now, what percentage of blacks? What's the percentage of blacks there? Oh, I don't have the statistic at this point. That's uh, fine. That's fine. That's just wondering because we've been in a couple of towns. Uh, we we do a lot uh, of outreach in different communities. So we up in Benton Harbor, which is eleven thousand, down to Flint, and we talk to people from different communities and talk about the statistics and what's going on with the jobs and, and those type of things. Is this what you do all the time? And your name is Idris, isn't it? Yeah, Idris. Okay. Yes, my name is Idris. Uh huh. Yes, what I do. Oh. Yes, that's what you do all the time. Yeah, I go to school too. I go to Goshen College, and that's where I got the grant <laughs> that to expand and develop the business. Which my commitment on the grant is to generate a return on uh, return on investment of about twenty five thousand dollars. I got a five thousand from Goshen College. Now you gonna make that make that go? Uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm 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 hoping to. I am really going to make the goal. I want to. I really want to. And uh, the the reason I uh, got involved with uh, Chicago Black Business Network was after talking to one of my professors, and uh, we talked about how uh, my business is not really thriving in in this contraction, in this Elkhart County contraction and stuff. And he said, to look for uh, uh, a, a let's say Black Business Network. And it was like my final resource. I was looking around and doing some research, and I found the Chicago Black Business Network, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. And here we are. And and here we are. This is what we do, Idris. We reach out to our uh, community. We reach out to our people. And uh, what we do is in hopes, it is our hope that we assist you and everyone else in our network of going to the next level of success, which is what you're trying to do. That's a big goal exactly. for you. That uh, that five thousand dollar grant turn that into twenty five thousand. That seed yeah. money. That's the, what that's called. <laughs> the, the the way the way they calculated it is because I have I have a wife and three kids. My daughters are from the ages of one to three. So 
the way they calculate it is according to our expenditure, and yeah, that's how much I need to make for the business to be sustainable. And I understand it's not like they want the money back, but they want the sustainability of the business. I'll be giving absolutely, them their <laughs> absolutely. So you uh, and I like this. I like this. Uh, say the name of this. Say it slowly. The name of this song we just paid. The name of the song is Bury Me Deep. It's in Yoruba language, and it's a mix of Yoruba language and Pigeon English. And I'm glad you sent me the words. I do really like this, and I want you to send me the words for the other song. Um, Oh, I already did. (laughs) I already did. Oh, you did? Oh, okay, so you read your email. Oh, great. Well, unfortunately, (laughs) for some reason, that one would not blow on Blog Talk, but I'm going to fix that and be sure that we play that again. And this will probably, and I I wear these songs out, believe me, I do. Um, (laughs) Because I do like this song. I think I've been playing Inspire for a year uh, because I do like a people problem. And uh, you haven't heard of people problem. I'm going to turn the music back on on the site again so that we can hear the music this month. Now, okay. um, so I, I, I've worn him out on here, uh, friend. All these songs, except for a couple, uh, are from our members, and that's and that's what we do. Now, Blog Talk Radio, we get some good hits on, on Blog Talk Radio, but we get hundreds of hits on WJPC Chicago, and I hope that you go over and take a look at it because our show is rebroadcast on Saturday mornings over there. Now, did you come, is your major music, or what, what are you majoring in? A broadcasting, public relations. Broadcasting, broadcasting and public, public relations. relations. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you're right in there. What year are you in over there? Uh, I'm a junior right now. You're a junior right now. Great. That's great. How are you marketing your music? Oh, I, I'm marketing it on iTunes, a CD Baby. Uh, it's You can buy it from Facebook, too, because I have my uh, music and my store integrated into Facebook because people are skeptical when they click the checkout button and it takes them to another place. So uh, it's all integrated in Facebook and all digital music stores worldwide. Okay. Now, and that's the way of music now. Are there actually any physical music stores now? Uh, I know that um, I see the resale stores, but that's the way of music now, isn't it? Yes. That's the way it is. That's the way it's going. Uh, people are using handheld devices and stuff, and the CD is fast becoming just like a storage system. People want to transfer it to their mobile devices, so it's easy if they could just download it immediately to their telephone or I mean to their phone and and PDA or uh, MP3 player. And so MP3 format is I mean it's like the way to go right now. Now, let's talk about the music business again because that that is a job. It is self-employment. It's self-created. And uh, most people um, don't make it. Most people are one-hit wonders. Um, If they can get that one hit, I was told if you get one, wow, you know, uh, that's a great thing. But the days of those uh, selling a million records, is that over? Well, a million songs. the industry is still, the industry is still grab, trying to grapple with the technology, uh, you know, this MP3 technology and this sh- 
people way people share music and stuff. Uh, I think so too. I think that the days are over, and like one hit wonder is the main thing now. People are selling singles like crazy online. It doesn't have to be like an album package. Once you have an MP3, an MP3 uh, song that's a hit, it's ready to be purchased. And you know, if people are gonna buy just a single, and one million people is gonna buy it, uh, let them go ahead and purchase it. <laughs> no, uh, but it's like you can purchase a song or an MP3 for like ninety nine cents. I guess exactly, exactly across the board. That that's like yeah, the way that's it is. It. That's it. Not that I'm purchasing it. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Not that I. I don't have time. <laughs> you know, personally, I don't. I barely have time to listen to a song. I get to listen to it now. <laughs> you know, that's it. <laughs> you listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Purdue. Now, um, like most things, I didn't know. I wrote a book. Fine, I wrote a book. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Because like music, and you can say this, the doing the song, the song's done, that's it, that's over. But it's the marketing that's the big thing, isn't it? Exactly. It is the marketing that's the big thing. And one of my professors says that uh, if you build it, they will come. That is a wrong idea. If you build it, they won't come. <laughs> they don't know it's there. So, yeah, marketing is, that's the big thing. That's the exact word that my editor said to me. She said, don't nobody know you wrote a book. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, it's, it's a big task to get the word out. It's a really huge task to get the word out. Word out. It is. And for it is. my market, I mean, I'm getting to understand my own market right now. Uh, my market is in... I as I can say, in the East Coast and in Europe, people there listen to my blend of music. It's called Afrofusion, and it's like uh, adding some African element to a pre-structured genre of music, like uh, hip hop, soul. Just make Africanize it, if I can say that. So uh, the market is diverse, and it's not where I'm at, but I'm trying to still reach them. I got you. Where are you at? In Goshen, Indiana. <laughs> That's where I'm at. So, <laughs> market is in okay. Europe. But this, but this, <laughs> and, I know, but I, I didn't mean it like that. But far as music, this is the type of music that you do all the time. This is your genre. Yes, Afrofusion is my genre. But I, I, I'm collaborating with other artists, uh, like uh, a group called Crazy Crazy Awesome Awesome. And I'm collaborating with uh, Light Riders this year. Uh, they're a Christian hip-hop group. Uh, they they come out of uh, Fusion Radio at Living Faith Church in Elkhart, and uh, I'll be collaborating with uh, some group from Fort Wayne too. So networking is working for me, yeah, I guess, at this point. And collaboration seems to be the key. It's difficult, and uh, I try to talk about this a lot. Um, whenever I get a chance, I'm doing those hundred things, hundred thousand things. But collaboration seems to to be a key. Even something uh, that I keep posting on Facebook, even down to the postcards, which I'm going to do some postcards collaboration with with people on my site. Whereas I'm on one side, they're on another side. We're going to do some of those collaborations, and um, just to cut the cost, just so you can, you know, buy five thousand cards instead of one thousand cards. 
a lot of little things that we can do. What, what if you were going to give a uh, uh, a tidbit, a real good PR tidbit to an upcoming artist? What would you tell them? Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm not established at this point, too. But what I'm going to say is, uh, now when you go out, be prepared. Be prepared. Go out with your card. Go out with something. Go out with your music. Uh, have a place where there's a link to your song. You know, you don't know who you might meet. You don't no, know. No, you don't. And you don't know if that person is that, or that person's uncle is going to be the person that's going to take you to the next level in the industry that you're at. Or they're going to like your idea. Maybe they're just going to fall in love with it absolutely. And they just want to do everything for you to, to see you succeed. I mean, there are real genuine people out there who want your business to succeed without them benefiting from it one way or the other. And you just have to be prepared. It's like, uh, I think, I, if, I, if I'm if i quoting right, but I'm not so sure if I'm quoting right. Uh, it says, uh, um, oh, man. Uh, uh, it, That's okay. It'll come to you. It'll come to you. It's all it's all about hard work. I think something though. is when preparedness and luck meet. Uh, success is when preparedness and luck when they meet. So before you get something, ah. people think that entrepreneur entrepreneurship is just a game of luck. But no, it's not. But before I got the grant, I was doing something. I was doing something. So I had something to write an entrepreneurship report about and then do a presentation about to get the grant that I got. So it was not just luck for me. So I've been doing it while I was working at the factory. I came home and was writing songs at the same time. And then I got admitted to college. And then uh, the songs that I I was doing then, I had to put it in my report and did a presentation, and I got the grant. So success is when preparedness. Uh, Great. uh, It is it is so strange. It is so strange that you sit there and you and that saying and had difficulty with that saying coming to you. Do you know? Last week I couldn't think of it. I could not think of that saying for anything in the world. And I was leaving out the word luck. I could not think what that was. <laughs> luck is when opportunity meets preparation. I could think of that saying for anything in the world. So I'm sitting here listening to you struggle with this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's what it is. I was trying to explain it to somebody, you know, that uh, this opportunity came up, up for me. Not, but I couldn't think of the word, but I'm prepared. You know, I've been prepared for this. This is what I've been doing, you know. That's what it is. The word luck was missing. Wow, isn't isn't life phenomenal? I don't believe in coincidences. I believe everything in perfect order. And uh, you had to come here to remind me of what that word was that I could not get all week. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But um, it it is hard work. It's all about. Are you a workaholic yourself? Yes, I I work a lot. I love to work a lot. Hey. I love to work a lot. <laughs> when I worked at the factory, I worked 24 hours a day. I mean, I mean, I work like uh, we, let's just say it's 24 hours a day because I come home and start writing the song and record it and mix it and jump up and it's time to work again. I get you. I get you. Well, you, you, know, you get that. 
You're young, you're young, you're young. Put it out there. Do it, do it, do it. You won't have to work as hard when you're old like me, but that's okay. I do love it. I do love it. I love it when it happens, and, I, and, and I'm appreciative that uh, you're enjoying the site. And I'm going to say to you, and it probably you'll probably be the only person who listens to me when I say this, uh, there's 700-something people on that site, and you should be able to I find think it's 736. 700. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's 700. I always say 700-plus, you know. Um, but um, And you should be able to find someone to connect with. And exactly. No I, I've seen some music, some people in the music business. 746. 746 people, yeah. Oh, on you look at the site now. Okay, great, yes, great. I am. Great. And uh, one thing about it, um, it could happen. It could it could all happen. And I'm trying to think. I like. I enjoy. I didn't know because I've always said I don't like people. I really don't want to be bothered with them. I can't. You know, I just can't be bothered. But I can through the internet. You know, they not interacting with me every day. But I do enjoy being a facilitator of Chicago's Black Business Network. I do enjoy. Every time watching those connections take place, it just it just amazed me that I'm uh, I'm pretty good at it, and I do enjoy it. I found something that I re- part of what I really really like. I like doing a, a lot of things. Let me ask you this: Do you perform? Yes, I I do I do uh, I, I I just performed at uh, Combat and Jazz, a benefit for uh, Curse for Kids at the Concord Mall in Elkhart. Great, and, uh, great. Some few weeks before that, I had the chance to perform at the Living Faith Church still. They had a concert there, and Five and Dime did a taping on Saturday at noon at the Goshen Theater, and I had the chance to perform with the group, the Crazy Crazy Awesome Awesome, that I uh, featured in their album. Great, great. Now, when you perform, you're singing. Are you playing an instrument? Uh, no, no, I'm not playing any instrument. I'm just saying, I, I bring the tracks in, and I just sing. You know I don't know what that is. That's one of those boards, and you they're all there, and then you perform. Is it just you and your board? It, it, it's just me and a CD uh, or, or my flash drive where the instrumental is loaded onto. Isn't that it's something? Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like a pre-prepared uh, track with... Uh, some few vocals on it because I can't do everything myself. I guess, that, especially when it's live. So no, you I, can't. Okay. Uh, if, if there's a DJ, the DJ plays it. And isn't that so, something? Wow. <laughs> so. Wow, that's something. Now, um, do you intend to perform a lot? Travel and perform a lot? Sure, sure. I do intend to do that. I do intend. Okay. To do that. Okay. And plus, I mean, uh, the music is is the the main the, is the focal point of of the business. But uh, my wife, she is she started a program. It's called Learn Yoruba with Niger Mom, and we're taping that. We already taped uh, seven episodes, so we're teaching the Yoruba language to speakers of other language, especially maybe let's just say Nigerians in the Chicago area who's got kids growing up here and who want to learn the language. So we're cutting that under one minute with episode or under one minute teach her about the people. So I mean it's it's on YouTube. The video's on YouTube too. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, oh, I, I yeah, got you. I have day. to come over there and uh what do they call it? Subscribe. Okay. So I can have <laughs> so I can have a look at that. 
And uh, that's great because I do see on your profile, your CBBN profile, that you do talk about voice over work. Okay. Great. Yeah, now, uh, uh, for radio station and stuff like that, because we just did some uh, uh, radio liner for uh, Africa Radio Online. Okay. Words like that, yeah. Okay. So you're doing PSAs for company and every anything and everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, because I I do a radio show at uh I have a radio shift every Monday from uh, nine to eleven o'clock before my first class at WGCS ninety one point one FM the Globe here at Goshen. Oh, is that right? You are busy, aren't you? Great, great. And that, of course, is all musical. Yes, uh, they play. They have a format: Africana, uh, oh, Americana, AAA, acoustic, and uh, alternative rock. I think. Yeah, so that's the format of radio station. I got you. Now you know. I went to speaking of jobs. You listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Purdue, and we're on the air with Rescue. And uh, Omogo Unloaded. That's the name. Omogo of it. Reloaded. Um, Omogo Reloaded. Reloaded. Yeah. I can't. I can't, I can't read. <laughs> I can't read my own writing. That's that's part of what that problem is. Let me go to the site. I can't read my own writing. Okay. Omogo Reloaded. I got you. I got you. There he is. Uh, right there on CBBN. And uh, now I want to, uh, it's talking about jobs. Have you ever been to freelancer.com? No, never been there. Never been there. Ah. But I wrote down some few things that you've been saying because I'm a student too at the same time. No, I'm 30, I guess. Uh, I, I saw the, I mean, you said something about the Buick Achiever. I wrote it down in WJPC. <laughs> I wrote that down. So I may be needing to write this down. Freelancers? <laughs> Freelancer.com. And uh, that could be one of my job announcements, which they're supposed to be. Let me just talk about it, and I want you to stay on the air with me. Freelancer.com, uh, I think it's a great thing. I went over there and bid it on five jobs for voiceovers today. And uh, there are a number of things on that. So I guess it would depend on what the person's background is. I have a little bit of a technical background, a little bit of an educational background, a little bit of accounting background, a little this, a little that, a little, little, little. little. Um, so I bid it on five things, something about reading a mini book and uh, something about writing a, a voiceover commercial. And I also bid it on writing uh, some blog articles, which they pay off for cheap over there. But I like the experience. Um, I put in my profile that probably by the end of the year I would have checked out a hundred other little things that I could do, but I'm gonna I'm gonna work it because um, not a lot of money, but I start adding up. If I get enough little bids, sounds cool to me. But that's uh, what I'd like to talk about: creating your own job, which is what you do, which is what I do. Uh, Chicago before 2008, Chicago's Black Business Network did not exist. Uh, it's a extension of myself, just as 
Your song did not exist. It's an extension of yourself. It's your creation. It's part of you. And when you sell that for 99 cents, 10 this week, 2 next week, 100 next week, you've created your own income. When we start creating income for ourselves, no matter where and what, uh, we can create income for other people because now we need assistance. And now, in your case, we start doing collaborations. So there were quite a few of those out there, Indris. Uh, Freelancer.com, if you Google for uh, freelance jobs, uh, you may find one that specializes. I wasn't looking for that particular industry, but you may find one that specializes in looking for freelancers for the music industry, and particularly maybe for performing and maybe for voiceovers. I didn't go that far. It was something that I just started on a paper chase this week because I'm self-employed. I was on a paper chase this week. So I was looking for those type of things. So you may find a specialty freelance website. See, I believe there are jobs out here. Maybe they're not the same jobs. You got to come from a different mind and spirit and go out and find yourself a job. And you know what else I'm glad you, you brought up tonight about the grants, the small grants. There are small grants out there, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more again. And I love having you as a guest. That's wonderful. I have difficulty with these enunciations and uh I know what reloaded is now. <laughs> we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk again because I'm glad you mentioned the grant. There are smaller grants that we can apply for. That's not as long term, as far reaching, and uh, as difficult to get. When you start applying for those twenty five, fifty thousand, seventy thousand, a hundred thousand dollar grants. It, it will come to that one day, but you got to build a foundation because now you've built a foundation and you can go out. You have a you have what we call. I asked somebody that today about a grant, want to apply for a large grant. Well, do they have a track record? Somebody just going to walk up and you've never done it. You don't have anything going for you and give you like fifty thousand. I doubt seriously if that happens. But now you have a track record with your five thousand dollars. Uh, development grant. Tell us how we tell our listeners how we can reach you uh, about your music again, and give us some closing comments. Would you please? And I thank you so much for being with us. All right, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, you can reach me online. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Just type uh, Idris Amogo or Amogo Reloaded, and I'm on uh, MySpace and MySpace.com slash forward slash Rescue R E S Q. R A N J A Z Z, and uh, uh, my songs are available at uh, digital music store nationwide. And the number to call is five seven four three zero seven two five nine seven. That's the direct line here, and it's cost listed at seven seven three thirty three Nija. At seven seven three thirty three N A I J A Nija. Thank you very That's much. Great. That's great. That's great. They could also call you to perform. Will you perform in Chicago? Definitely, most definitely. I will perform in Chicago. I will perform. Wonderful. In 
Wonderful, wonderful. I've been looking for that opportunity. Say that again. I've been looking for the opportunity to perform in Chicago. I have been. Yes. I think you're going to get the opportunity. Uh, Keep keep checking those events. Keep uh, reaching out to those members, and uh, you can make that happen. It's myspace.com slash R-E-S-Q-R-A-N-J-A-Z-Z. There we go. There we go. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you being over there. I'm going to turn the music on this month just for you so we can hear some of this great music. And we're going to uh, upload the other songs. We're going to play that. So send me some more music. I'm enjoying this. Thank you so much for being with us. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a great evening. You're listening to CBBN on blogtalkradio.com. I'm Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. Well, we're doing it all tonight. We're doing, we're setting our goals. We talked about a scholarship, talked about a job, talked about freelancing. Please consider that. Um, I can make a list for next week, but you can Google and get a whole, whole list. And also, as we talked about, Look for the specialties. Look for the specialty uh, industries uh, for freelancer, freelancers.com. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with the Consumer Show tonight. The Consumer Show with Derek McNeil, attorney and CPA, is on the air at 7.30 p.m. That's where you get all your information regarding Business law, real estate law. Talk about we talked about your mortgages in the past. Past we talked about senior rights. We're just covering the whole gamut. Now, last uh, like like uh, tonight, 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 tonight. Our guest is Mark S. Allen. Looking for Mark to call in about seven thirty, and uh, I don't know what Mark's going to talk about. It's going to be interesting though. He's got a whole gamut of things going on, and he's got some things coming up also. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We thank you for joining us, and yes, next week we will have some more information on jobs, some more information on grants. I really want to do some do some things on grants. We're going to have some more information on some upcoming grants uh, that you can apply for, and uh, we really want to invite you to come over and be a part of Chicago's Black Business Network dot com and we certainly want to thank our guests for this evening. Please come over and be a part of what we do. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. This is where Chicago's Black Business Network dot com members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the Blog Talk Radio audience and the world. Join us every Tuesday evening at six thirty PM right here at blogtalkradio dot com slash CBBN. The Consumer Show is up next at 7.30 p.m., hosted by attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. This is where we answer your real estate and banking questions, address your concerns about your consumer protection rights. And speaking of your rights, do you have questions about your legal and political rights? Then you should be here every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477, We'll be right back with Derek McNeil and the Consumer Show right after this break.
Bye, 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 bye,
That's a little crazy song, isn't it? But I like that. I like that. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Network dot com on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonya Cassandra Purdue, founder of CBBN, and we're into the seven thirty hour, and it's the Consumer Show with Derek McNeil, and we're looking for Derek McNeil. Uh, Attorney CPA Derek McNeil is going to be here hopefully in a couple of minutes to answer your real estate questions, business law questions, your consumer protection rights, and your political and legal questions. Our guest is on the line. That's Mark S. Allen, 30-year activist in the Chicagoland area, founder of Illinois Voters Restoration Project, and he is also on the board of Black Wall Street Chicago. Now, that song is Ho'omuto, and you know what? One of my members sent that song into me, and I cannot for the life of me, not for the life of me, find out who that was. So if you know who you are, I do like that song, though. It's kind of crazy, and it ends just right on that. throws me off. I never know when it's going to end. If you know who you are and you sent me that song, please remind me. Please, please, please remind me. I do appreciate that. want to remind you that we're here every Tuesday night from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. with CBBN Member Show and the Consumer Show. Also, Black Wall Street USA is on the air every Thursday evening from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. with host Ron Carter, the chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, and publisher of the South Street Journal. We're on the air here every Thursday evening for a whole year at 7 p.m. We're also rebroadcasting on WJPC Chicago Every Saturday, every Saturday we're on the air over there. We appreciate Antonio Chappelle uh, for his support. We really do. And we also appreciate the National Organization of Black Wall Street and Michael Carter out there for his support of that show for over a year. We're, uh, We're doing well. We're traveling around the country, and we're talking to the residents of these small towns and we're sharing information about what works, what is not working. As we reach out to these communities, we're hearing some interesting stories. And I think the most, uh, the one that pulled the high strings the most is out of Benton Harbor. You can go back and listen to all our shows and archive right here on blogtalkradio.com slash CBBN. Our call-in number is 347 Three two six nine four seven seven. I think that what we're going to do, and this is going to be a first time for me, uh, we're going to welcome Mark Allen to the show. Mark, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you, Mark. Tell our listeners who you are. Who are you, Mark Allen? Mark S. <laughs> Allen. Well, well, actually, uh, I'm a, a, a public servant. I'm a freedom fighter. And um, and I'm just waiting for Derek McNeil to catch him. I'm hoping they run him out of here. <laughs> but, um, no, but right now I'm I'm going into, you said 30, and I hate to correct you, but I'm going into this year will be my 38th uh, straight year being in, in public service on a local, state, and national and international level and and glad to be a, a grassroots activist and continuing to lift up the least of our people. And so and during these challenging times, um, uh, we've got to do this kind of communicating again as we once did and, and go back to our common sense roots, and which I think is the answer, you know, for a lot of our problems. And so it's an absolute joy to be uh, on this program 
and and working with you and, and your leadership as well. And so I'm just excited about it and happy to engage. You know, Mark, I know you're involved in a lot of things, and I, I, I really don't want to go into the election. I really don't. But I do want to talk about one, one, one thing, and then I want to talk about the future, Chicago. Low, low, low voter turnout. What's going on with that? Well, quite frankly, you know, we have gotten to a point where we've gotten so disconnected that, that, that as we used to be, and, 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 and it played itself out to the point that, our community simply was not prepared. After after 20-some years, after the death of Bill Washington, uh, I was just a young activist at the time in the room, but, but I remember like it was yesterday when, when, when people said that the black community would never, ever be caught again in a situation where we didn't have an economic base, we didn't have a political base, and we didn't have some surefire people that we could lift up to any level of leadership, and we absolutely failed at that. And so... And and, 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 and and there was just more uh, division, and we, we just were not connected. And so it was a lesson learned. One of the good things that came out of the process was I saw people who had not worked together with each other since the death of Mayor Washington and since the Sawyer Evans kind of splits. And, and so that was a good thing because people realized that we do need to come back together. And so my hope, is to working with the Illinois Voter Restoration Project is to help restore people being reconnected back to those same foundations that got us here as a people and to keep our people talking because we do, in fact, need each other, and some of us have just stayed separated for far too long. So even though it was a negative on the one end, there's still some bright days ahead. Absolutely. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. We're into the 7.30 hour with the Consumer Show. Our guest is Mark S. Allen, founder of the Illinois Voters Restoration Project. And given the turnout, and not only in the black community, but across the board and across the nation, I guess, what is the Illinois, Illinois Voters Restoration Project? What is, it, what is their function? Well, 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 the project, you know, it is designed to 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 um, uh, to advocate to get people reconnected to uh, to civics uh, uh, to get people reconnected to community and and as we once were when we look at how the black community uh, uh, has built uh, around the country we were engaged in in active and systematic ways of civic engagement from elementary school to high school to colleges and community and now some thirty years later. They've taken civics out of the school system. There's no more civics uh, in our colleges. Uh, and even now, when you look at groups like Rainbow Push, uh, uh, NAACP, uh, even the Urban League, I mean, major civil rights and social change organizations no longer have year-round civic and political education. And so when you have that kind of disconnect, then – People are not connected when they should be. They don't have a, 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 a the same common goals as they used to be. Everybody's out here just, uh, 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 we're not so much divided as we are disconnected. Everybody says they're about empowerment. Everybody says they want good neighborhoods. Everybody says they're doing this. But somewhere along the line, that disconnectedness is not bringing us together and prospering the way uh, uh, that we should. And so, so the Voter Restoration Project is a coalition of members who, who have the collective experience 
of engaging our community in civics and reconnecting our organizations back to civics. And so that's what we're going to be doing. And it's an ambitious project, but I think we're uniquely qualified because to, to reach one generation and, and not be do, too disconnected uh, uh, from another generation. And so uh, our elders represent the past and the present. Uh, you got another generation that represents the present and the future. And guess what? With their differences, they both meet up at the present. And so I think, like I said, this last election and just the next state of our time shows that we have the numbers, we have the power, we have the collective genius to be doing a whole lot better than we are. And so it just takes some of these kind of these kind of uh, circumstances to wake us up. So this election was just another wake-up call that the people got to come together, and, and so somebody's got to be that glue. And so uh, I hope that through my leadership and others, we'll be able to bring that glue uh, 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 and bring us back together and, and to move us forward as a people. You listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Let's talk about the future Chicago uh, with the new uh, mayor in place. And uh, what does the future Chicago look like? Well, I think that, number one, once again, in this city of Chicago, we have uh, 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 over 600,000 registered voters, 600,000 people who have the power in their hands to move this city any way they wanted to if they got themselves together and thought on one accord. I mean, when we came out of the Civil Rights Movement, it was very clear. We wanted the right to vote, and we organized, and and we won. Uh, We wanted the right to have public accommodations. We were focused, and we got that right. Then we wanted to have our own black businesses. Oh, we fought, and we won that fight. I mean, we wanted more blacks in government. We fought and won that fight. And so we wanted more access to capital. We fought and won, you know, that fight. But yet, somewhere along the line, uh, 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 we, we must have thought we had arrived. And, and 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 start losing the very foundations that got us to where we are, and we did not maintain. I mean, we fought to get to a certain level. Somehow thought we arrived, and and, and then slowly but surely start withdrawing from the very foundation of, of, of advocacy and, and and community place work and networking uh, that should have taken us to much higher heights. But again. In order to know where to move forward, we look back and see where we slipped and fell, and I think it's very clear now where we slipped and, and fallen, and now we have, and God has given us the opportunity uh, uh, to lift ourselves back up. So it's just a matter of us doing the very things that we were supposed to do, and, 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 that's, and, that, and one thing is that reclaiming our state of mind. I mean, reclaiming our state of mind and that state of consciousness that says this is what we want, and we're going to go get it. And that just takes us doing what we're doing now, putting our heads together, talking to one another, and then putting some plans into action. So whether it's the Chicago Black Business Network, whether it's the Consumer Eye, whether it's the Black Wall Street, all of these efforts are doing what? Planning and replanning the proper seeds uh, that once built us up. And so and it'll be those same seeds, you know, that are going to take us further. You listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio with Mark S. Allen. I have this. I had this discussion uh, this week 
with uh, one of the members of Black Wall Street. And uh, it's a project I, I pretty much want to work on because I have this, you mentioned where did, where we slip and fail. We did slip and fall, fell, hit the ground pretty hard too. And uh, our foundations are crumbling because of that. I had this conversation uh, with someone who's probably about 65, and uh, I'm about 10 years younger than him, and you're a little bit younger than that. But uh, I had the conversation with him that I think the slip and the fall came from the generation before my generation, and that the uh, in, in connecting with what you said with the, the past meets the present, they still have an opportunity to get up and bring up the future with them. I think that it's a, a part of admitting to them to their very very selves that there was some mistakes made, and until that is admitted, then nothing can happen and nothing can change. Now, far as our generation, my generation, their generation, once again understanding the importance of what just happened with the low voter turnout because uh, they didn't vote either. And they were part of They were there. And, and they remember people dying and dogs sicked on them and water hose and beat to death for the right to vote. And they didn't vote either. So from my perspective, it's going to start not from the bottom up. It's going to start from the top down and re-educating the generation before me. So let me have your take on that, Mr. Allen. Well, one of the things that I'm, that, that I'm, that I'm grateful for is the fact that, number one, that I, that I was involved uh, uh, in the civil rights movement uh, and black empowerment movement, if you will, uh, at an early enough age that, 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 well, people say, well, if you're only 48, 49, how in the world can you have been involved in public service for 38 years? Well, one, I was fortunate enough to, uh, um, my father took me to an Operation Breadbasket meeting over at the old Capitol Theater on 79th and Halstead when I was like 19 years old. And and so, and, and from that very point, I was actively and systematically involved in all of the, the youth empowerment uh, uh, movements. And so for 38 years, I've had a chance to live through the empowerment movement that brought us to a certain level. And so I can look back and see the days that lifted us up, and I can, I've actually lived through those days where we've fallen apart. And so I feel, you know, one of the people that is uniquely qualified to be able to tell people, here as well, we slipped and fell, myself included, because I was an active and systematic part of all of those campaigns, I was involved in thinking we had arrived. <laughs> and so and so I can look back and say, yeah, wait, you know, we did slip and we failed. But guess what? God is still giving us the, the, the capacity uh, 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 and the power uh, uh, to move our, ourselves forward. And so, and that takes a re-educating because you do have a whole generation of, 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 of young people who come up with a remote already in their hands, and they don't have a clue. Somebody was shot at, somebody at the march, somebody sacrificed so that you could wake up with a remote in your hand. And so and so and so you have a whole new generation who who does not wake up with that same kind of 
uh, 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 sense of consciousness as a lot of us have. And so it's just a matter of, of re-education because when a person gets empowered with the right kinds of information, they respond in all kinds of ways once they get the right kind of information. And so that's why programs like this that you are doing, Black Wall Street, and all of us are doing are all very important in re-engaging us as a community and start moving ourselves back where we belong. I think that term re-engaging, it fits uh, very well. We must, and I'm, I'm trying to tweak that and see, uh, you know, according to my previous statement and according to um, the necessity for us to re- retweak it, uh, where we're going to go with that with our seniors. Because our seniors still have the power to make changes. They still have the power, a lot of power over their families. They still have the ability to sit down and say, "Let's take a look at this and let's make some changes within this family." They still have they still have power, and uh, I'll give you an example, and it's just one small example of uh, some retweaking that we probably need to do. I was in a grocery line uh, over at Jules, and there was an older woman and a younger woman in line behind me. And uh, I don't know if the older woman was the mother or the younger woman was the caretaker or what the case may be, but the conversation was going uh, pretty much the younger woman who was in her 40s, so she wasn't a child, uh, probably in her 40s, almost in her 50s. And her general language usage with this older woman and her general conversation with this older woman, she was cursing uh, every other sentence, like, she was in the streets somewhere talking. I mean, like, it was, and I had to turn around and look at her and look at them. And for me, I wondered where they slipped and fell. Number one, where did this older lady slip and fall that you would permit someone, uh, you the elder in this conversation, to have this type of conversation with you without correcting them and telling them that they're disrespectful? Because this probably wasn't the first time. This probably is ongoing because they were too comfortable in this conversation. And where did they slip and fall that this person in their 40s felt that she should engage in a conversation with someone who is her elder and use that type of language? So, you know And you know that. Well, I mean, so, yeah, we got two people here who have slipped and failed. Go ahead. Well, once, once again, people... People, that's that's a good question and it needs to be answered. But I'm simply saying that, one, again, we as generations have moved forward. We have gotten into this situation where, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, like I said, we've lost a sense of consciousness when when that kind of language uh, can be shared. I mean, even with, 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 with. with, 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 with elders and parents and children. I mean, so that's part of a gap, you know. Uh, you know, that exists and how society is speaking us to the point that that I mean there's certain language that that, that, that I might hear from, from my children and other children around the city and country that I absolutely would never in my wildest dreams or imagination ever uh, uh share, you know, uh with with, with, with with my parents or grandparents. But I'm just telling you, but it's not just in the city, it's just across the country where society has gotten us to the point one we went through a whole generation of children having children. You, we went through a whole generation of of, of 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 people having to work two or three little jobs to make ends meet 
and you've got the TV and the social center uh, raising children and, and end up having more influence in, in the mindset of some children than, than, than older adults or even parents. And so it, it, it's hard when you hear parents today saying, you know, my children uh, are their friends versus, no, I'm your parent. And, and so and that just keeps on growing and growing and growing till you get to a point that, right, you see these conversations with young people and older people that, 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 that the generation when I was growing up, there was just absolutely no way. You would, be, you would feel a sense of shame. Even to even think you could even open your mouth to have a certain kind of conversation with an elder. But clearly, it's something that's acceptable. I mean, you just see it and you hear it every day. But it's just something that, once again, we've got to go back and reclaim that, that sense of consciousness, that sense of family, and that sense of respect uh, uh, that clearly has been put out there, you know, way too much to the point that you can see these kind of conversations, you know, with young people and older people. I mean, it's absolutely amazing, you know, you know, riding the bus. And I want to start writing a book on, 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 on the chapters every day when I ride the bus. I mean, the conversations, you know, that young people can have out in the open, and everybody can hear you. And, 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 the, and the older people, too scared to say, wait a minute, don't talk like that. And younger people just talking loud with all their personal business and all kind of language. And I mean, but it's just an everyday thing where everybody just accepts it and we just go on as business as usual. And, and that's what we got to change as well. And, you know, uh, you listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio with Sonia Purdue, founder of CBBN, and Mark Allen, founder of the Illinois Voters Restoration Project. And, you know, I'm going to go back to an experience I had uh, next week. Uh, I said to one of my associates, Ron Carter, you, you don't hang out in the street with me because you don't know me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's something real powerful that walks with me. Uh, Mark, I'm crazy, but I ain't totally crazy. But it's something that really powerful walks with me uh, around and protects me, like they say, fools and babies. Because here I am on the bus. It was a nice little peaceful ride on the bus. So Lady A and B got on the bus. They're young. They're teenagers. or They're about 16 or something. They're up in their age group. Nice little peaceful ride. And here they go in the back of the bus. What's they going on with the cussing and the talking and stuff? And so I was on automatic, and I just said, well, you know what? Before you got on this bus, it was just such a lovely ride, and here you come messing up everybody's day. It was automatic. It was just so automatic <laughs> out of my mouth. It just, there it goes. It was just flew. It wasn't my attention to start something, but, but then once my temper got up, here I go, you know, and fear. It was fear. I wasn't really afraid, but the man in front of me, he was afraid. He was afraid for me because he kept shaking his head. Uh-uh, 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 mm don't do that. And I've just gone on down the road with it. And she was upset. Oh, she was talking a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm just a talking, you know, about, you know, respect and and why would you do that? And this, that, and the other, and this, that, and the other. And I wasn't letting up with it because she done, she done broke my morning up. You know, she done messed up the whole thing with it. 
And uh, she's upset. Oh, she's upset. She t- she got off that bus with me here and her girlfriend. They got off the bus with me. But you know what? Some protects me. If I, I didn't have any fear, if I had to act like I was afraid of her, she may have done something to me. I, I just kept up. I was talking to a lady that got off the bus with me. We were talking about it. And we kept on walking. So they just stood there and looked at us because I just didn't have that fear. And uh, I went on where I was going, and her and her girlfriend went the other way. But she was totally upset with me about that. It wasn't intentionally. It was, I was on automatic when I was doing it, but I'm not advising people to do that. Please don't do that. Uh, I was, and I said, in the future, I will probably, you know, keep my mouth shut. But I was just automatically on automatic, and she knows she was wrong. She knows she was wrong. She does. She does know she was wrong. But she's going to take that with her and walk with it. You know, no one else, they may not say anything to it, but she's going to remember that. She knows she was wrong back there doing that. But it's just, but it's not only her, Mark. It's not 16- and 17-year-old girls. It's 30- and 40- and 50-year-old men and women doing the same thing. So when you get on the bus and say to young people, get on the bus and say to old people, too, because it's them, too. You know it is, Mark. You know well, that. Now, now you, you're right about that. And, again, I, I could amend that statement because, like I said before, uh, uh, um, you're right. Part of them, but I can add another chapter about some of the conversations I hear all the people. <laughs> 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 on the bus and trains, too. I'm like, wait a minute. Where's this man? I mean, I mean, that was a time we'd be shamed. To, 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 I mean, let somebody know your personal business and they have these kind of conversations, I mean, just internally. Let alone getting in a public you get in a, on 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 a, on a public situation. I mean, I, but again, you get to the point of saying, what's the best situation for you when when you're trying to make change? I mean, I've been for a whole lot of life and death moments out here saying, what was on your mind? <laughs> you know, because when you look at society today, there's a lot of people who live and die who who made some of the same decisions that we've made out here trying to serve the public, and and unfortunately. Uh, uh, we were, and unfortunately for some people, you know, they've died, you know, and have been hurt doing some of the very things that we do every day. And that's why I keep saying every time you get up and move, it's only through the grace of God, you know, that, you know, why not me? You know, I saw somebody do the exact same thing I did and get shot about it. I saw some family have an argument, like I'm out of head in my family, and watch a, 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 a parent hurt a child or a child hurt a parent. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just so. It, it, so you just wonder what is it about you that got you through that same kind of situation? You know, you don't know, and it's only through the grace of God. So, so whatever, so whatever we've gotten through, for some reason, God said, "I'm sparing you today because there's something else for you to do." And so then you also have to choose, you, you know, your, your battles. Do I want to fight for a new public policy that can? maybe affect everybody's situation at the same time? Or do I want to isolate myself into one moment in time that really, uh, like I said, people say if I can just have one somebody, well, if you only have one and lose 99, you still got 99 more people to catch up with. So I would rather uh, 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 work on the kind of environment or the kind of consciousness that can impact large groups of people, you know, at one time. When you can get people who, who want to think about social consciousness you know, the way they think about the cha-cha. I mean, for some reason, people think a cha-cha, doing the cha-cha slide is some sort of 
a, 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 a social statement that I've got to learn. And not just learn, but to the point that a person comes to the dance floor ready and willing to hear the instructions. So when I say go to the left or to the right, up down, people do that. And so, But we've got to go back to when social consciousness and community consciousness and family consciousness, economic consciousness is, is just as prevalent. Uh, 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 as it is these other little social ills that we go through. And, again, I see the answer right before us. Because guess what? When you hit the bottom, there ain't no place for you to go but back up. There, there's no place else for you to go but up. And so for all of the pitfalls that the black community has went through, that poor people have went through, there's something about the pain that we go through at a certain moment in time when we decide that it's time to turn that pain into power. And when people decide they want to turn that pain into power, thank God for a consumer eye, thank God for a Black Wall Street, thank God for a voter restoration project, thank God for all of these processes that will be in place to move us forward. So we just got to stick to uh, of the seeds that we're planting. We've got to stick to the foundation that we're laying. And so when those other parts want to fall in, they fall in. So when, so when these dry bones decide they're going to live again, then we got to be the root uh, that, that, that's prepared to direct them. So I think we're all on the right path because right now people do a lot of talking, but as you can see from a lot of the efforts that you do, it's an organized few who actually keep things moving. And so that means people are looking for what? Direction. And we got to be prepared to direct our people as their state of mind becomes to look for what do we do now. And sooner or later, people are not just going to sit up here and say, we got a multi-billion dollar, trillion dollar consumer spending power. And one of these days, we're going to look up and say, we're tired of seeing our people unemployed when we got the money to employ them. Someday soon, we're going to be tired of watching other people build in our communities when we can build. And then when those, and when that moment comes, my dear sister, when that moment comes, people are going to ask, where do we go? And, 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 and that's where we come in and say, here's where we go to build business. Here's where we go to put that money. Here's where we go to reclaim our consciousness. So we, one of the things that the late Mary Washington told us some time ago, that, again, we, we said right on, we didn't follow it, he said, never focus so much on a man but your plan. And too much of what we do are caught up in symbolism of people and not the purpose of, of, of the mission involved. And so we've got to be engaged in doing what we're doing right now. And so, again, Black Wall Street, matter of fact, I should mention that, those people that are listening who are in Chicago right now, you know, join the effort. Get involved. Why don't you pick up the phone and call right now and say, when can I come to the next meeting? I mean, we're meeting on Thursday morning. We're going to be discussing parity legislation. You know what that means for black power if, 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 and, and consumer power? If, if, the, if the parity legislation that we're working on in the city council or, or the legislation that we're working through with the Monroe Foundation and the Community Reinvestment Organizing Project, I mean, if those two pieces of legislation get passed in the city of Chicago, that can create thousands, thousands of jobs in our community, but people need to know where they fit in. So don't just hear my few words. Tonight, why don't you pick up the phone and call 
312-624-8351. That's 312-624-8351. Why don't you pick up the phone when this is over? Call the number and say, I want to be at the next meeting. I want to do something other than watch what other people do and wonder what other people ain't doing because leadership starts with you. I mean, the people who are listening to this program right now, leadership starts with you, not me. It decides when you want to stop listening to what everybody else is doing and watching what everybody else is doing, then you become a part of the movement that put, that put thousands of more, more black jobs in the black community. You become a part of the movement and a part of the meeting by, by which millions of dollars in city deposits for these banks in our community uh, have to come back into the black community and into the rebuilding black businesses and sustaining black businesses and jobs. You don't just listen. You know, pick up the phone and now say, and that's the big deal, when you say, I want to be a part of something. I ain't just listening. I want to be a part of something. So just listening to me and listening to you is good entertainment, but we need people in the meetings. And, and I tell you what, for all, you know this too, for all the successes that you've had in, in the Black Business Network, for all the success that we've had at Black Wall Street, for all the success we got, Hell, how much further would we go with another 50 people coming to the meetings and, and, and with another 100 people actually donating to the cause? I mean, we could be a whole lot further. So people don't just hear my voice. Let's go on and pick up the phone and call. We're going to be sure that we play this show over and over again because we want them to pick up the phone, 312-624-8351, and we want them to be at the Black Wall Street meeting over at 449 East 35th Street on Thursday morning at 8.30 p.m. and make a difference. You listen to Sonya Purdue, founders, 8.30 a.m. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we kind of broke up the 8.30 a.m. on time. That's 10.30, 8.30. Isn't that right? That's right, 8.30 a.m. Okay, be on time. And uh, we'll serve you some rolls and coffee and come on over and be a part of all that we do. I want to talk about, uh, and, and I think I think everything, I agree with everything that you said almost, Mark, and it sure is a learning experience being around you. And uh, I don't have that background. Not a, and, and most of us, a lot of us don't. Uh, my family wasn't involved. They were party people. So they weren't. They they didn't give you give our family the same experience that your father gave you, being a part and being concerned and being out there, uh, right in the making of history. Okay, but we're living history right now, so we can start any day, any time, any moment to become a a part of what will be history and make a difference in what our history will look like. We can start at any second and make that difference as to what our future would look like, what the future would look like for those for uh, the children that I'm looking at across the street out there. And that's one of the things I want to talk about. You said the word planting the seed, and it triggers something in me. Uh, there's a, a website called dosomething.org. Isn't that a great name? Do something, do anything, whatever you're going to do, dosomething.org. And it's not difficulty because I'm going to apply for one of these grants. They have ongoing grants, very small grants, and no people's no money in it for you. Very small, $250 and $500 grants. Uh, these grants are for making changes. They award them to groups of young people, 
all the person, young group of young people, whatever group of young people that you organize, all they have to do is, is uh, form a do something organization and state what it is that they want to do in their community. Two hundred dollar grants, five hundred dollar grants. Now you could think of a hundred ideas. It's not for pizza parties. That's not we what we and to sit around and talk about it. Um, about what you're going to do. It is actually to do something, to perform a test, a task in the community. They give these out every month. They give them out every week. They give out $500 uh, on a continual basis and 250 You could think of something that you could do. I've, I've made me a, a couple of ideas uh, about something that I could do. Uh, it could be on health care. Do you want to share some health care information uh, with people in your community? Green is a big deal. Uh, can a group of children under the age of 25 or young adults under the age of 25 get together and put together a program that will uh, teach someone in the community or young people younger than them about a certain aspect of greening? Can you? Is there a way for you to take the $250 seed money and make a little bit more money off of it and continue a program that you may have going of providing canned foods to a homeless shelter or providing uh, food to a church program that feeds uh, homeless people or people in transition maybe on a Sunday afternoon or Monday afternoon? So there are probably an un, there's probably an unlimited amount unlimited amount of things that could be done. And when I looked in the they call it the grant alumni section for Illinois, I didn't see people out of our community doing something with these little bitty tiny grants that can do a whole lot of things. So the door is wide open. Go to do something dot org and do something because I will be applying for one uh, next week in Illinois. I saw. Um, I didn't see. I didn't see us in here doing something, but we should be well, I, in here I, doing I, something. Well, and I think that one of the reasons why uh, uh, you didn't see a lot of us in there probably because we didn't know. I can't imagine. Uh, as I go across this city, you know, I must meet with hundreds of small community-based organizations all trying to do something, like what you just said, doing something. And, and I can tell you, uh, uh, people, like I said, people act on good information. And I just with all the different groups that I see out here struggling, who could use a couple hundred dollars to send out a mailing or to say, come to my meeting on the food pantry. You need a couple hundred dollars to, to, to do a mailing, to invite somebody to come to a legislative meeting, to invite somebody to come help the homeless, to invite somebody to mentor a youth, to invite somebody uh, uh, to do all kinds of things in our community. Those things are going on in our community every day. And, 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 and any one of those organizations, whether it's Black Wall Street, Black Business Network, sure, now that I know, I, if you plan for one, I'll be next. And I can assure you, Black Wall Street will be next. I can assure you, Monroe Foundation will be next. I can assure you, the Restoration Project will be next. But guess what? There are some people also out there listening. 
you know, who need to benefit from this information, pick up the phone and call and, and, and stop sitting back because you said something too. Everybody, you know, can't be the leader, but people know how to respond. I mean, everybody who has the right to vote didn't march for it. Everybody who stops at a stop sign didn't march for it. Everybody that walks into a grocery store looking for the dicks on food to see when the food uh, expires didn't march for it. So just because you didn't lead uh, the march don't mean you can't participate and, uh, and strengthen those things that people who did march. I mean, marching is just one aspect of, 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 of something. I mean, you know, and so, so when people, like I said, when people get frustrated, they respond a whole lot of ways. Who directs them? Who goes and catches them and say, this is the way we can go? And all of said the same is we just got to keep on going with this information sharing, with the networking sharing. We can never stop doing too much of this because I'm just telling you, at a certain point in time, I mean, look how long the people in Cairo, uh, Egypt, uh, and Africa, and all these other countries, how long did they put up? with years and decades of, of, of adjusting to pain and suffering. And then all of a sudden, man, you got people marching, not a thousand saying we're tired of the way government is working. And guess what? You can't point to who the leaders are. You don't know who the leaders are in Egypt. You don't know who the leaders are in Libya. Who are leading thousands? That's one thing you do not see on the news. You don't know who the leaders are, because guess what? The people just got in the corner and said, "I'm tired," and when enough folks said, "We're tired," well, damn it, let's do something. And, and they like, and they did something. And then guess, but then guess what? You see these people in these other countries doing what? I saw them on TV singing, "We shall overcome." Now, now where did they get that from? <laughs> I mean, I mean, when I see people in Egypt and these other foreign countries standing up, marching about what they want to see from their government, I'm hearing them singing the songs of we. We're the architects of we shall overcome. We're the architects of nonviolent protest. So I'm telling you, that spirit is one day soon going to hit this city because people pay taxes. Uh, people want to see communities work. People want to be working. And sooner or later, enough of us are going to be tired of being the majority population representing billions of dollars in consumer power and being on, on, on the top of, of the death rate, the top of homelessness, at the top of every doggone thing negative. And sooner or later, we got tired of it during the 60s and the 70s. And I'm just telling you now, I suspect just a little, you got to flip more pain, just keep coming. Sooner or later, people are going to get tired. And once again, when they get tired, they're going to look up and say, which way do we go? And, and grace be to God that we will still be around with a platform and a vision to say, let's go. Because the worst thing is when people finally say, I'm ready, act like you ain't ready to lead them. Then you lost them. So we, I think we're on the right page. I think we're doing the right thing because our common sense is what got us here. Before we had all these PhDs, before we had all the texts and the tweets, we just had our own common sense. And, and that common sense 
got us to where we are as a people. And so I just know we're not going to be able to text and tweet our way through a movement. We need people, people taking action. And right now, we're already doing the action. In Chicago, we spent over $50 billion in the black community. We, got, we, we spent $50 billion. And so why should we be complaining about no jobs when all we got to do is take $1 billion of that and redirect that money back into the black community, and you could put 50,000 people to work? Now, that sounds real simple. I mean, we did it before. We, we marched our money into the black bank. We marched our money into black building. We marched our money to build black empires. And then just that comes from it, like it was just going to stay. So the fight is not just a game. The fight is to maintain and sustain. And so that's where we are now. And that common sense is going to sooner or later start taking shape. In every other community, the Polish people do it. The Chinese people do it. The Asian people do it. The Arab people do it. The gay community doesn't. The Polish people do it. And guess what? Black people are about to come around again and say, we want our power. And we got the power politically, economically. And all we got to do is go back to the same formula that got us to where we are. And that's going to be the same formula that's going to move us forward, but it's going to take the black Wall Streets. And, 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 and the black business network and the consumer eyes and all those hundreds and hundreds of other groups who are sitting around this town all doing something. And, 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 and somewhere along the line, you know, these job moves are going to live again. And so we just got to be prepared to move our people forward and to lend our voices, and, and that's the best thing we can be doing. But I again say, friends who are listening, don't just listen and say right on, right on. What we need is some more people. We can get a whole lot further and gain a whole lot more if we had more people not just listening but participating. So I hope that some of you guys are listening to this program uh, tonight will pick up that phone and call and say, I want to be a part of this and, and come by on Thursday morning at 830 and help. Because I'm telling you, a lot of the ideas, you know, you know, I might be a do a good job at a spouse and they got a big mouth and can shout and can holler, but I'm trying to tell you, I'm gonna be hollering what I hear people saying, what every people saying, here's an idea. And so they brought an idea and I helped take it out there. So don't think you gotta have no have to have a PhD. You can have no D and, and still come and be a major part of moving our people forward. Mark, I want to thank you for being with us. Now, tell our, tell our people where we can find you during the week. Where, where can, where can well, we find you, Mark? You, one, you can go to my new website. That's uh, www.bldi.webs.com. That's www.bldi.webs.com. You can find me every day on chicagonow.com, and the ordinary people say it. And you can find me at the Black Wall Street and South Street General Offices at 449 East 35th Street, and that phone number is 312-624-8351, 312-624-8351. Let me hear from you now. It's sure been a pleasure having you here with us, Mark, and uh, I hope my co my host, Derek McNeil, is doing well. You've been here with us at this 730 hour with the Consumer Show, and our host is Derek McNeil. We hope to have him back next week. And let's talk about history, Mark, uh, before we close out. 
uh, Thursday show, Black Wall Street USA. Let me read the take on that. A cold case dating back to 1955 has been closed. Emmett Till's cousin, Reverend Willa Parker, will be our guest. We will talk about the life with Emmett Till and his life since Emmett Till and the historic August night. The American Academy of Forensic Scientists and the FBI case manager for Emmett Till uh, has closed the case. They held a panel discussion in Chicago recently, and uh, Reverend Willow was one of the speakers there. We would like for him to share his perspective on the closing of this case. And uh, he's been a minister since 1993, and we want to know about the life and times of Reverend Willow in the small town of Summit, Illinois. So we're going to be uh, on the air Thursday at 7 p.m. with host Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, and publisher and editor of the South Street Journal. So, Mark, you be sure to listen in for that show. It's going to be a great show. I, 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 we appreciate I sure that. I sure will. I'm so glad I had a chance to work with Emmett mother while she was alive, too. Absolutely, absolutely. We appreciate that. We're going to uh, sign off now. Sound out, sign off now. It's been a great show. We're great talking to you, Mark. This is Sonya Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Take some of this information that we shared with you tonight on the scholarships, on the grant program, on the uh, small seed grants. That's do something.org. Take that information with you and don't keep it to yourself. These are ongoing grants and scholarships. Take this with you, the Buick Foundation, giving out twenty giving out a hundred twenty five thousand dollars scholarships. Take that information with you and share it with somebody. We'll be back next week on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. In the meantime, don't forget to come over to Chicago's Black Business Network dot com. Join us today and touch the world. We appreciate you. Good night.